From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today is part three of what's required for anxiety recovery series and it's on perseverance. Why is it necessary to push through all of this resistance when you start to sacrifice these new habits that you're implementing in your life? You're starting to sacrifice the negative toxic relationships, the the work that you thought was fulfilling but is not so fulfilling. You're starting to do all of these different changes, starting to behave differently, different posture, different morning routine, and you're starting to feel this resistance. Well, what is that resistance? Well, your unconscious mind, it's so unbelievably powerful. It's trying to pull you back into your old familiar ways, even though your old familiar ways is anxiety, panic, suffering, dependencies. In this podcast, what I want to emphasize is what, why you need to continue this learning journey, this growth journey, why you need to step back up after each setback and continue down this path so that you can be this totally different person a year from now. And that you, the person that you didn't even know existed that could even come into existence. So that's what I want to talk about today. So stay tuned because this is going to be one hell of a podcast. (laughs) But before I dive in, I want to go over your comments on previous episodes, starting with Gary. Great advice. It It takes consistent negative thinking habits to create anxiety. So it makes sense that it will take consistent positive thinking habits to remove them. Absolutely, that is great advice. Joshua says, you have changed my life just in one day. I can't wait to see more videos. Happy I found you. Well, Joshua, I'm glad this uh, content is giving you that paradigm shift because I remember when I started to listen to a powerful speaker who overcame trauma or some kind of anxiety, I remember feeling this overwhelming sense of hope and clarity come up within me. So Joshua, just keep watching the content because you're going to continue to have those moments of clarity, of, of realizations where the puzzle pieces start to fit together. But But that's because things in your life aren't currently fitting together. Things are so out of balance. The puzzle is completely spread apart, right? And when you start to understand what's going on internally, understanding the people who overcame trauma, anxiety, you'll start to see their patterns and the patterns are that relate to their role models. And 
the patterns within yourself. And when you start to implement these techniques, all these things will start to click and click and click. And those clicks, they never stop clicking. No matter how far along the path you are, 10, 15, 30 years, your whole life, people who have this developing mindset are always getting those clicks. They're always fitting these new puzzle pieces together and having these paradigm shifts. And that's the beauty of self-growth. So Joshua, keep listening, keep growing. Thank you for the comment. Clark Delchev says, it takes a brave soul to embark on this recovery path to break all the habits you relied on for safety and then venture into unfamiliar waters. Well, Clark, that brings me into the beginning of this episode because the scariest thing about health anxiety is feeling trapped. It's feeling helpless. It's feeling alone. And when you take responsibility of the chaos you are currently in, and this requires you to become aware that the resources you are reliant upon for comfort are not working, like your family, friends, Dr. Google, your own doctor, then you can move forward in your search when you take on this responsibility. Your current map of the world is not sufficient. It hasn't been because you're not getting the results you want. But how do you know what results you want and don't want? Well, you have to find those people who exude the personality of someone you want to become, who are living the lifestyles that resonate with you. You have to find what can be in your life. And you need to have those people online. You need to have those mentors, those YouTube personalities. You need to have those podcasters who you look up to and you need to follow them. And the more you follow them, you're unconsciously just studying them. What are they doing? What's working for them? And then you do that work yourself. And then when you take on this responsibility, you then realize that things get worse before they get better. Well, what does that mean? Well, you have to let go of the things you're currently holding on to. Addictions, negative toxic relationships, reassurance, uh, uh, maybe it's a bad job that you have that you're it's it's causing a lot of anxiety you're not feeling fulfilled in that role or possibly medications you see the mountain for what it is rather than ignoring it right now you're coming to the realization that there is this mountain right behind you that you've been ignoring that you need to climb or you didn't even realize that you needed to climb. You were just not even, it wasn't even in your awareness. And now it's coming to light. The 
part of the iceberg that is 90% under the water, you're starting to look under the water and analyzing this huge thing, this huge mass that you didn't even know was there to begin with. So if you're running a marathon, should you show up without any preparation or should you train in the hopes that your future you will succeed? Well, it's the latter and you should train so that you set yourself up for success. You should go hunting for the dragon rather than staying in the village and waiting for it to devour you. Sometimes recovery can seem like a bar that is too high to reach. But you should compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not who other people are right now. That's why when you get caught up on Facebook and Instagram in other people's lives, you start to feel this negative emotion. Oh, I wish I had that. Wish I was in their shoes. I wish I was on vacation like they are. I wish I was fit like them. I want that right now. We all want that thing right now. It took me six months to get from point A to point B, to reach my starting goals. Where it would take someone two months to reach those starting goals. Everyone is different. But I got there nonetheless because I was determined. I persevered. I knew what I wanted because I was comparing myself to who I was before. I started to see these changes, these shifts in myself and that continued to drive me further along on this path and what's interesting when i look back on my journey even though it takes me longer than somebody else right to to get those goals i think to myself well i failed like mad i had many many setbacks it wasn't a smooth ride. It never is for anybody, but for me, it was very, very downhill and uphill and then way down and then up and then way down and then up. It was rocky. But all those failures made me into this strong person, maybe stronger than someone who got there in the two months or maybe that month, right? There will be that moment where you will feel like an imposter when you go through this recovery, when you start to adopt these new habits and behaviors and to shift your physiology. And that cognitive dissonance is when you behave and think in a manner you're not accustomed to. Then you may catch your unconscious mind attempting to lure you back into your old patterns and that's when you get that voice that says what's the point this is not working i don't see a change the unconscious mind wants to keep you in the domain of familiarity and that makes sense because all those practiced thoughts and behaviors are circuits 
that are built up. They are built up. Suffering from anxiety for years, decades, suffering from negative thinking, those cables, those circuits in your mind are strong. And I use that cable metaphor back in episode 182 where I said all those behaviors, those micro-routines that you do every day build on your foundation. They build on the cable of your being because a cable is made up of all these tiny wires. It's strong because of all of those tiny wires. Each wire is important and serves its proper role in the structure of that wire. And to really bring this point home, I want to read you a passage from Norman Doidge's book called The Brain That Changes Itself. Norman Doidge is a psychiatrist, psychoanalyst, and a researcher on the faculty at the Columbia University Center for Psychoanalytic Training and Research in New York and the University of Toronto's Department of Psychiatry, as well as the author of The Brain That Changes Itself and uh, other books, essayist, and he's also a poet. He says in his book, Neuro is for neuron, the nerve cells in our brain and nervous systems. Plastic is for changeable, malleable, modifiable. At first, many of the scientists didn't dare use the word neuroplasticity in their publications, and their peers belittled them for promoting a fanciful notion. Yet they persisted, slowly overturning the doctrine of the unchanging brain. They showed that children are not always stuck in the mental abilities they are born with, that the damaged brain can often reorganize itself so that when one part fails, another can often substitute, that if brain cells die, they can at times be replaced, that many circuits and even basic reflexes that we think are hardwired are not. One of these scientists even showed that thinking, learning, and acting can turn our genes on and off, thus shaping our brain anatomy and our behavior. Surely one of the most extraordinary discoveries of the 20th century. In the course of my travels, I met a scientist who enabled people who had been blind since birth to begin to see, another who enabled the deaf to hear, I spoke with people who had strokes decades before and had been declared incurable, who were helped to recover with neuroplastic treatments. I met people whose learning disorders were cured and whose IQs were raised. I saw evidence that it is possible for 80-year-olds to sharpen their memories to function the way they did when they were 55. I saw people rewire their brains with their thoughts to cure previously incurable obsessions and traumas. I spoke with Nobel laureates who were hotly debating how we must rethink our model of the brain now that we know it is ever changing.
if that doesn't motivate you to read his book, The Brain That Changes Itself, I don't know what will. Great book. I highly recommend it. The book outlines in detail why the brain is neuroplastic, that we can change the circuits just because they are built up so strongly in that cable-like form doesn't mean we can't unravel it and stimulate new circuits. The mind will want to take the easy route. As you go down this road and start to engage in new habits that are tough and challenging, the mind will want to steer you onto the path of least resistance to avoid feeling those strange sensations or avoid feeling trapped on the subway or to feel uncomfortable at work. I remember all the time I would avoid going to my job because I was feeling restless about it, resistant, like I wouldn't perform properly. I was afraid of failure and in confronting my inadequacies. And I knew from my mentors that what's curative to extreme sensitization is exposure therapy in the in the environment you don't want to be in the mind goes i do not want to be here this is a bad thing but i would stay in that environment and what happened i was showing the mind that there is no danger here the mind will adjust when you expose it to the extremes. It's like forging a sword in the fire. You can't forge a sword without putting it in extreme heat. And that's what you have to do with the mind. You have to ride the wave of anxiety and pain and frustration when you are in that scenario to show that, hey, this is an environment I can actually tolerate rather than something that is a threat to me. And so when I was in those environments and when I didn't die in those uncomfortable moments, but more specifically, I didn't throw up, I didn't faint or have a heart attack, the mind started to see that what was once perceived as fearful is actually tolerable it's doable it's not a predator you need to be persistent so that the mind can adjust it gets it only through repetition you do not train your dog only for one day because if you do then the dog will go back and stay in his or her old ways right you train the dog for one day, bam, it's the same. It's back in its old destructive ways tomorrow. But consistent training is what's key. Then eventually, you won't need the trainer anymore. You won't need the training wheels anymore. I don't want my clients 
to be dependent on me for the rest of their life. I want them to be the best problem solvers they can be to become that brave individual who can then function in the world because they now know they have the tools within them to handle those challenges. And how do they get there? Well, they're confronting the situations they didn't want to confront before. And the more they do, the braver they get. And then they come to me and say, Brad, you know, I went on the subway and I was really nervous, but then I did it anyways and I got through it. And now I'm going to work more often and now I'm going to concerts more often. And look at me. It's like, yeah, look at you. Your your mind understands that, well, you're first of all, you're capable of much more than you thought you were. And second, it's more hardened in the sense that it won't believe that you will drop dead in those situations, that there is no predatory there, animal there, because you've been in those situations consistently, often. You're going periodically. And now the mind is not so sensitive to those experiences as it was before. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you, everybody, for leaving your comments, for listening today and writing your reviews on Spotify, on iTunes. I really greatly, I greatly appreciate that. If you haven't already, please go do that. It helps to get this content out to other people who are suffering. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.